Welcome to Swanglinese, the only podcast talking the language of business here in the Middle East. Your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Andermo, give you their own insights, as well as interviewing business leaders in the region to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. Barry, Oscar, let's talk Swanglinese. Hello and a very warm welcome to this episode of Swanglinese. It's my pleasure to welcome Marguerite into the virtual studio this week. Marguerite, how are you? Very good. Well, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us and uh, from across the sea as well. So I really appreciate that with the time difference. Um, and we've been, I've been really looking forward to speaking with you because of what you're currently doing with your business. But what we tend to do on the podcast is ask our guests to go back in time a little bit to the beginning of their professional journey and, uh, and just tell us a bit about who is Margreen and how did you get started in what you were doing uh, and then bring us up to today. So it's your chance to take us back in time and, and take us on a professional journey <laughs> yes absolutely i definitely learned about myself when i thought about this question um but uh, i in a nutshell i actually like to start with the fact that uh, i'm born and raised in estonia mm -hmm. it's uh it's a small country in europe uh, we only have one million estonians and uh mm -hmm. in in fact we have our own language and lots of people say it sounds like Harry Potter language. So I was thinking I'm going to try it out and you're going to let me know if that's true or not. Okay. So I can, I can count to one to 10 and you let me know your feedback. So okay. it goes like this. <laughs> uh, okay, I can see where the Harry Potter thing comes from there. Yeah, a little like bit, a definitely. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it is. And there's so only a million, the, only a million only of you. I like to say I'm one in a million, you, you know, it's like, <laughs> so, but I absolutely like, I'm so proud to be Estonian because we are tiny, but we're feisty. Yeah. Um, and um, definitely like a spiritual country, uh, which mm. I will get to later on. Uh, that's how we, I've been raised. Um, but as for what has shaped me is also the fact that I was born in Soviet Union, mm. uh, which means my, my parents, they were still students, you know, they were struggling. We didn't have anything. Um, and, and they had to become very, very creative in order to like support, support their like provide food for the kids. I was the oldest one. Right. And, and from an early age, um, then we didn't know it's called entrepreneurship, but they came up with new ideas such as like, oh, they had to sell dried roses in a market, you know, uh, uh, or a bunch of other stuff and, and, you know, get a little bit money here and there. And it ended up becoming that my parents, both of them are entrepreneurs. Right. So, so because I don't even know when the word entrepreneur became famous. It mm. wasn't that long ago, but definitely not like 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, so I've been actually grown up with this um, uh, mindset, uh, how to, to be independent, find new solution, be creative, be patient. And, and especially mm. my dad, we, we, uh, I really respect him. He has shown me the ropes. Um, even though it's been hard sometimes because he always says I want to run before I walk. Uh, and, uh, and my recent uh, uh, company has definitely showed me like better, better walk first. Um, but I, I definitely, I mean, I came from a family that is entrepreneur. We're hustlers. I'm the oldest. So I always had to take care of others, which yeah. is also the, the trait I have, a personality trait to always 
you make sure everything's good, be organized, uh, take care of not just myself, but others. And, yeah. and this has helped me in my, you know, in my grown up journey of, uh, of being quite successful at what I'm doing in general. Yeah, so that's like a little bit about yeah. where I come from. It's amazing, yeah, which is, is great. Like you say, I think back then it wasn't called entrepreneurship. It was just called getting it done um, and doing whatever needed to be done. But like right. you say, it was it was something that has obviously been ingrained in you from the beginning. But if I'm right, you didn't immediately go out into entrepreneurship at the beginning of your career. You started mm -hmm. in um, organizations. Can you tell us a little bit about that and in terms of maybe why also that that was the case? Because a lot of our guests, they go into corporate, they do something, and then they decide to come out of it. But you like to say, you're parents were doing what needed to be done you could see that was coming but you made some decisions once you got through education so can you take us back to your sort of the first first roles I suppose the first companies that you joined and yes. why you joined them well Estonia became very small to me quickly because mm. I needed more um, so I, I went to London like where else right it's a, <laughs> it's a very attractive big metropolitan uh, and let's be honest, it was very difficult in the beginning. It's a very expensive city, yeah. but I, I got lucky. I was very like uh, feisty when it comes to meeting people, finding jobs. Uh, and, and mainly why I did it was because uh, I was so curious, you know, it comes from American movies and it sounds mm -hmm. crazy, but I wanted to like, you know, I have this office life, you know, I have this what you see in the movies. And in Estonia, you can't really have this, right? We don't have mm -hmm. big massive buildings like in Ganari Wharf, you know, or, uh, or, or you name it in New York, or whatever. Yeah. So I had this vision, like I want to wear high heels and pencil skirt and go to <laughs> meeting rooms. Yeah. And, and let's be honest, they definitely manifested that. So I right. ended up like doing doing this, uh, especially last like five to seven years, I was in a uh, in a in a corporate where I had to give presentation at a room full of bankers, I was wearing high heels and pencil skirts, and I thought, "Wow, I made it." Well, I I mean that was just my first chapter, but I did get a lot of exposure with very two industries. I was like from domain broker to like right. working in a data center based in Iceland. Uh, to then, yeah, like taking care of the biggest banks in the world, such as Morgan Stanley, Citibank, Credit Suisse, you name it. Right. Um, so it, I've been definitely climbing that corporate ladder, uh, if you will, and, and especially male-dominant industry. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's a little bit, a little bit of. Um, that's how of, uh, my journey yeah did you get to go to iceland physically then in terms of that yes, role that you were doing yes, yeah yes so oh. uh, my roles were always like you know business development in the beginning marketing but sales my last role i became a sales director in a multi-million dollar company so let's let's be honest i was doing well and my yeah. job was to host uh, the clients you know meet them so in data center in iceland we literally we had a flat i had a car and when we had big clients coming, I was driving them around and showing their where is their 100% green energy comes from. You know, that was mm -hmm. the fun part of job. Yeah. So I love Iceland, by the way. I highly recommend going there. Very spiritual country as well. Yeah, I mean, I've only seen it on, on, on TV programs. And every time I see it, I think, wow, that looks beautiful. I wouldn't mind, yeah. mind going there. But yeah, very cool in, in, in terms of that job as well from the, the sustainable energy standpoint and, and that side of things. But this is all from your corporate days. You're in London, you're in different, um, cities and, and, and countries around the world then you somehow the middle east comes into this picture um so how does that come about when it comes to to, to your journey mm, well 
how it worked was like well, what happened was that uh, uh, not only that I saw lots of inequality in the corporate and I as I said I was always very fierce feisty which actually that's the reason I was successful in male dominant mm-hmm. industry but I saw so many of my friends my female colleagues you know how who couldn't really stand for themselves so much like you know less pay the way they treated in the conference room like always like somebody that has to bring the coffee like mm. which i'm still getting very upset about yeah. <laughs> but, understandably uh, yeah. but, <laughs> yes and then um well in fact i have a girlfriend she's a she's a successful ceo she runs her own company and even now now when she's meeting an investor or something she's, she's a petite blonde woman they still think that she's just a secretary, even though she's like, no, no, you came here for me. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So, um, that's crazy. But anyway, I was like, very like, that was always rubbing me the wrong way. Um, and I was all about empowering women. And then, you know, last years have been difficult with everyone's having little spiritual evolution on their own. Um, I, I realized that, wait a second, do I actually, is that my dream? What I'm doing? Am I going to do that in the next three, five, not to mention 10 years? And the answer was no. So I had to have a hard look at uh, the, what is my time worth? Because I, at one point I saw that the, guy, the corporate is literally subscribing my time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in return to a paycheck. And let's be honest, my paycheck was very nice. Meaning like I had all the perks you can think of and so on. But, uh, but I, I, I just like, wait a second, I'm going to live a long life. You know, we're not living short anymore. We're going to live a long life. So I better choose wisely now. Mm-hmm. And I made a decision that um, I'm going to quit my job. It was literally overnight. And the mm-hmm. moment I chose it, I was hysterically crying. Like I was crying. And it wasn't sadness. It wasn't excitement. It was a shock because I've decided, like, this is my life. You know, this is mm-hmm. my life work. And I'm like, but what about you being independent? What are you doing? And I'm like, well, no, no, this is not independence. I'm literally dependent on the check. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and then I was like, I made this uh, this decision. It was difficult, but uh, and I, I quit London as well. I mean, like overnight, I was like, I quit my job. I pack up my stuff. I'm like, I'm going to do something different. I wasn't sure yet 100% what, oh, even wow. though this idea has been like, you know, the empowerment has been inside of me a while, the woman empowerment and spirituality. I've grown up with spirituality. I practice spirituality that also goes into it. But I, I came to Dubai um, because Dubai, let's be honest, it was just so welcoming. Hmm. I was during uh, during the times when it was very difficult in lots of countries and cities handled uh, the situation very poorly. Mm-hmm. with their big lockdowns and restrictions, Dubai did extremely well. And yeah. not to mention now the UAE government, they're like, they're supporting female, um, female entrepreneurs, female owned businesses. Uh, I, I firsthand, I've, I've noticed it, I've seen it, uh, which I can mention later of like the mm-hmm. support of what I've been receiving. But uh, I came to Dubai, uh, it was very easy to open up everything and and also let's be honest the uae at the moment i mean in general is very spiritual it's religious already and they're more and more they're they're like hungry to learn more about the mindfulness uh, practices the spirituality practices not to mention all the western world and rest of the world has been coming to dubai because it's the place to be uh, on top of everything, Fashion Hub, oh my God, I had no idea before, but uh, Dubai is definitely uh, where the best designers uh, uh, designers have come together. So 
having my company, Kimono Girl, uh, in Dubai at the moment is, is just can't think of a better place, let's be honest. Mm. I got lucky. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you say that, but you tend to make your own luck and put yourself in the situations to, uh, to, to, to take advantage of these things that are happening to you. But let's get, let's get into that then, because you, had you mm-hmm. been to Dubai before you came, when you made that decision overnight, had you been here b- beforehand or yes. this was just like a, you had? Okay. I have. I have actually a while back where I actually, it was different energy, I must, be, I, I must be honest. And I was offered a job and I didn't take it. I'm like, no, no, it's not working for me now because I'm mm-hmm. all about energy. That's why also the company go with the energy, right? Yeah. And now um, I, I, I actually, uh, I went to Dubai for a holiday and I got stuck there because Dubai was put in a red list in UK. So right. they didn't let me come back uh, unless I paid the hotel quarantine and so on. I'm like, listen, no, I'm gonna work from here. And then, you know, I, I being there a few months as my visa allowed, I, I realized that, wait a second, I, I, I shouldn't leave. So I came, that's why I came to London, I quit. I, I said bye, I gave away my furniture, my everything, and I just, came back you know wow. <laughs> it's like Amazing. It's just, it's simple as that yeah simple as that that's cool that's i mean that is incredible because there's the there's so many different paths to follow obviously from that side of things so but that that coming to that you, you obviously you made a decision you came here you realized that okay that's just where i want to be where did the idea for well first of all kimono girl is the business so tell tell us a bit about the the, yes. the business and the product and then we'll get into how this became what you're doing right now here in, in the uae Yes. So Kimono Girl is an energy fashion brand. Have you ever heard of something like this? No. And this is why I was really, <laughs> really interested because when I read it, I scanned through it and I thought energy fashion. Oh, hold. And I didn't read it in, in detail. And then when I did and I sat and I said, that's not what I thought. That's not what mm-hmm. came into my head when I read it. So no, the answer to that question is no, I've never heard that before. And I've never heard of anybody doing what you're doing, which again is why it's so fascinating for me to speak with you. So tell us more, Kimono Girl. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. But by the way, I didn't realize that it doesn't exist when I started it. You know, it was like a passion project, which now has become a business. Um, and even since now, not even one person that I don't know, and I'm asking, have you heard of energy fashion? Nobody knows. No. So. But it's also bad, you know, it's not just good, it's bad because I, I'm literally doing uh, the educational part of telling hmm. people, wait a second, this is now available and you need it. <laughs> yeah. So I actually encourage like, you know, when people ask me, do you have competition? competition? I'm like, I wish, you know, so I don't <laughs> yeah. have to do the legwork alone. <laughs> but, but I do like, you know, there is more, it's called them um, also, I call it energy fashion. And I, I have such a good feeling we're going to make it big, right? Because everyone needs healing. And uh, mm. we call it uh, healing through clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but also there is this fashion karma um, trend in a rise where people are cautiously buying clothing to uh, have a positive energy or then spiritual comfort, which uh, mm. only later on I saw it, but they don't use the term as energy fashion. Um, so, so we, well, shall I just tell you what, what we do exactly? Yeah, to make a- abso- it? Okay. absolutely. Yeah. Because it's fascinating. <laughs> I look, I watched the video and I was like, oh, interesting. Oh, so yeah, yeah, good. yeah. So please, please tell us more about it. Because like I say, it's a really interesting point. You don't have any competition, which means that you are leading the way you would like some competition because then they would also take on some of the burden, but you also have this unique mm. 
opportunity because you literally are shaping your market and and that is obviously super exciting so yeah please do go into detail Mm -hmm. about what Mm -hmm. it is exactly that you're doing yes so um we basically make magical clothing to empower uh people by giving them a superpower and uh, and lots of people say what superpower uh, and namely we have uh, all our kimonos are elements the first collection is elements and you know every element has a, their own properties which is very strong you know we've used them from ancient times to use them in in our, our balancing healing mindfulness and whatever you need in your life that time of moment like either grounding or a transformation or or, or, or and so on you should choose that kimono which then whilst wearing it you will receive the properties the power and uh, and not only that we how the process works is that we working with a family-run uh, woman-owned uh, business in, uh, in in India everything is handmade and before they starting they are doing, doing a little prayer so it's already intentional and then we also embroider mantras inside of the la- lapel every ma- every kimono has a different mantra it's here i don't know if you see it i'm wearing a earth kimono today right. um and uh, and it has a different vibration and meaning and then we also have a sacred uh, ceremony with reiki master or energy master where we then charge the kimonos with high frequencies and pure energy uh, and finally, uh, every kimono comes with a letter from the universe, which then holds the instruction how to activate your kimono with your own energies. It's super important you do it with your own energies. Uh, that's the intention there. Plus, there is also affirmations to follow. And I can promise you, your life will change the better. <laughs> like we've seen it already. And it's it's a, the whole unique concept. Right. That's amazing. I, like I say, it was intriguing when I saw it. It's incredible. It's something that uh, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is because the whole uh, energy side of things is something that I'm half uh, half English and half Chinese. And so from the Asian mm-hmm. side of my, my, my family, we've, we've focused a lot on the West, but more and more I'm leaning towards the East and the, mm-hmm. the, the mystic, if you like, or the energy and the spiritual side of that side of things. So this is one of the reasons I was also really, really interested. Mm-hmm. One of the questions I wanted to ask you, though, is that some people out there, will will and i've encountered this they will always look at it and go oh that's very woohoo out there um they're just trying to you know use a gimmick to sell something mm-hmm. how do you approach that kind of thing do you look at them as well you know what they're not my customer so i don't need to worry about it or do you want to really help them and educate them how, how do you approach that well actually like i'm not I'm not pushing on anything right i mean like if you're not interested you're not interested yeah. Uh, it's more about when it has when it comes to you um, and if you're open to it we believe that the energy fashion only works when you have pure intention or what you want to get from it because it is magical right so it's your cape and armor when you have an important day like you know either date or an interview or you name it you will put it on right it can be your own secret or or you can also you know share it with others or you can just you know wear it at home it's about charging yourself and feeling limitless uh, and, and and healing by that. It's it's almost like, whilst we do also put high frequencies on it, sometimes it feels like some people, it's more like a placebo effect for them as well. It's it's about self belief, you know. Right. And and more and more like we like I think now, as for the numbers which have been digged up, over forty percent of global customers are buying, uh, buying things that are 
uh, either sustainable or eco-friendly or like uh, like a special energy boost for them. Mm-hmm. It, right. It's crazy. Uh, so I'm not pushing on any energy to anyone because at the end of the day, it's uh, you have to be ready. And if you want, um, uh, so yeah. Yeah, that's, no, it's good. It's, I thought that would be the case when it comes to the business and the commercial side of things. You think, well, you know what? There are lots of people out there who would purchase if they understood, but exactly. you can't force them to understand. They actually have to go on their own journey to get to the point where they realize, actually, yeah. this is something that could help me, and, and I believe that it can, and therefore it will. And, and just to add, it's like, as I mentioned before, this energy fashion, nobody like has heard of it. And when they hear their eyes sparkle up, like there is a connection, like by default, every time, even for non-believers, you know, even though, you know, usually I start asking and I'm gonna ask you now, well, do you believe in energy? Absolutely, yeah, 100%. Absolutely, you already said. So, and we as well, right? Energy is literally everywhere. And for non-believers, it's scientifically proven that energy is all around us. And it's so important to keep it positive, right? Yeah. So that's why, whilst people sometimes they don't believe it, but yet they they do act and uh, treat their life as they believe it. You know, like oh, they're so like oh, I can't cross the road now. You know, or like oh, this person gives me a bad feeling. I'm like, this is energy. You know, yeah. it's yeah. Like, this is what's called energy. And you know, whilst there is different ways to increase your energies, like you name it, yoga, meditation. Clothing is no exception, you know, mm. it's like, uh, it's about how we express ourselves, how it makes us feel. So you better choose your clothing uh, cautiously. It's like mm. a self-care, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, no, it's really interesting. So on, on, on that side of things, let's say, how does it work from a scalability perspective? Because, or maybe I'm wrong, does it, it must take time to, to create these, these special garments. And so is yeah. it a case of somebody ordering and then there's a waiting period or if there was to scale up, how, how would that work from, from the business perspective? Is it, is it uh, because like you said, it's a personal, personal choice, I guess, for each and every, every customer. Once they reach that point where they're, you know what, this is for me. Um, is it mm-hmm. a case of then they, they make that decision, they place their order and then they have to wait a while or how, how does it work from that side of things? So actually we have currently, um, the first collection is already pre-ordered. As I said, it's a four elements. We have a, there's a vision behind it. Lots of thought and love gone into it. So they can just go to the online uh, platform now and order it from there. Right. It will be shipped uh, from Dubai. Um, we have a like place there uh, within literally like three to five days time. And then depends how quickly the DHL delivers. But going forward, of course, we're thinking of, you know, maybe doing something more bespoke because what we do offer, though, is also personal energy charging. So we have partnered up with some great energy healers locally in UAE. And if you if you want to have an extra boost or you want to be energy charged um, the kimono when you're wearing it, that's completely doable. Right. So so that's like step by step. We're, we're still like, uh, you know, a startup getting there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no of course but, but it's 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 interesting to also f- understand how because you like you say you've already planned these things mm-hmm. and go, coming back to yeah. sort of I'm, i get lost in the conversation but coming back to one of our our listeners um are, are kind of looking for as well is that that 
journey element so that, that you've already yeah we've done our first um collection uh, and then my my next question around that is that obviously the brand name is kimono girl is it going to only be kimonos or is it going to expand what's what does the future hold for the, for the brand from from your perspective marguerite yes definitely expand the name you know came because i was the kimono girl my partner used to call me a kimono lady because i was wearing kimonos all the time right. uh, and so i'm like no no let's call it kimono girl it's it's quick and effective but yeah i've been asked that a few times like because also men are coming yeah. to me and saying i want to be empowered and we have actually one kimono this is unisex in fact it looks super super good on man it looks like a true japanese samurai you right. should check it out it's called it's a water one water kimono okay. and uh and and we well not already we are also selling for man by the way but uh, in the future we are thinking also jewelry. I mean, jewelry is more already done, uh, but you know, anyone that wants to have like a little piece or something always carry or with them. And also have energy infused uh, with this, uh, all these extra magical steps. We we're thinking of that as well, but kimono as such uh, is like, you know, it's, 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 um, it is a cape and it's an armor and it's like, uh, you can throw it on at home or so on. So kimono was like a perfect platform for us to use for the for the healing you know yeah and was it something the kimono you know you said your partner would always say call you the kimono lady because you were always wearing it was <laughs> there was there some particular reason that you were attracted to that particular kind of clothing from japan was there is there a reason behind it or is just that you know what, i like them because they're comfortable or, what, what, is there mm. anything there it was because um you know, kimonos I was wearing only when I was on a holiday, usually. As, as I said, I had like, you know, all my corporate clothing. Um, and then on our holidays, when I was wearing it, it, it is flowing, right? So when it was windy, it was blowing and uh, I, I felt like a goddess. I was barefoot and I'm like, wow, this is true empowerment. Not me, I high heels. But it, this right now with this kimono, so that was the moment actually when I realized, oh, I want to give other women the same sensation I'm having right now. So the kimono was like, uh, like, like when the light bulb goes on, mm. uh, goes on, and I'm like, okay, we're gonna make kimonos for every woman, but we're gonna make it special, you know, because you can't just give the sensation just like that. You have mm. to be in the right space of mind. But this is how it started. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally think kimono is very cool. The modern kimono. I have also classical ones, but the modern kimonos, you know, you can style them anyhow you want, and. Mm. Uh, and it's it's made making a massive like comeback, not even comeback. It's just disruptive in fashion industry at the moment as well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting to see the influence of the East on on the trends at the moment. And I yeah. think, like you said, it's 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 got to be in line with a lot of people's. Um, the last couple of years has shone, shone a spotlight on our lives and whatnot and the, the pandemic and lockdowns and isolation and all of this kind of stuff. People have started looking at themselves and, and also that they're, they're yeah, the other side, if you like, of them, their spiritual side or their, their yeah. also just the well-being that, that, that a lot of the things that we've had to endure over the last couple of years are not really healthy for human beings in terms of us being social animals and, and needing other people and, 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 and feeding off other people's energy. And then we've all been said, right, everybody in your house, stay in your house, don't even go outside. Um, that's got to have had an yes. impact. Yes. So, I mean, 
as I mentioned before, I truly believe we are living in a spiritual evolution right now and the global consciousness and the self, like the teaching of self-care is expanding mm. uh, because everyone realized that the true happiness comes from within. So we need to work on ourselves and with all this technology and, you know, time to sit down and think about your life is like massively, again, disrupting who we are. You know, we want to like turn this around like we were all been on the wheel mm. and now like wait, wait 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 this is actually in my heart i know it's not the right way so any kind of new ways to kind of find balance and uh, and healing and mindfulness in your daily life is like so so welcome people are so hungry you know so i definitely see that more changing no, definitely. I 100% agree. And a good, good time to be in the market to help people with that from, from that side yes. of things. Just to go back to one of the things you raised earlier, focusing on the UAE mm-hmm. as the place to start your business and do it. And you said you got a lot of support from the UAE, from empowering women business owners and stuff. And I obviously... Um, a guy and I see these things and and, mm. and and see that there is a huge support for it, which is fantastic. I, I firmly believe it should be in place. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about, about the support that you've received from from the the, the powers that be in terms of mm-hmm. building your business here in the UAE? Well, absolutely. Um, I think the energy in general has changed because we, I can feel and see also my other fellow entrepreneurs uh, how the government wants to you know help us and support mm-hmm. us. It was very easy to open a company, bank account, you name it. But most importantly, uh, the female networks uh, uh, in Dubai, it has massive, like, if I may, I would even like to, like, you know, mention uh, a specific network, uh, which uh, it's called Female Fusion. And they have made a big, big difference. Like, in fact, I don't think I would be here right now without them. They have opened a massive doors for me from like radio to, you know, last week we were in Forbes, Middle East. And uh, and it all started from the fact that I signed up to be there. It's like cannot endorse them enough. Like and uh, they also, you know, um, are a big movement and uh, supported by the government. So this is the one of the main things I can think of. But uh, uh, and the, uh, the one thing more is like the fact that I feel equal. I feel um, like um, that I've been supported and uh, I, uh, yeah, like I respect it. That's the word, the word <laughs> as, yeah. as a female. Yeah. So I'm, I'm also now when I'm coming to visit like uh, Western world, like when I'm in Europe and so on. Uh, I, I now I'm a big endorser to to Dubai. I'm like, oh my God, you everyone should move there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so great. <laughs> Which it's is fantastic. Like, I think yeah. it's great. I also think it's it's really important for people to hear that message. Having been here for the last 16 years and in and out for for, for longer because my family's been based here, it, the the perception of people I talk to outside of this region is that you wouldn't feel like that as a woman you know there's a lot of every right. all of the middle east gets tarred with the same brush that oh it's you know women are not respected they are mm-hmm. viewed as a second class citizen having lived here and been here for such a long time i know for a fact that that's not true but i think it's really important for people to hear that also that you you know as a successful businesswoman feel the opposite that you feel that you are supported that you feel that you're mm-hmm. respected that you feel mm-hmm. and i think the word that you use there is really important equal i think that's equal, so yes. so important because it's 
we we as men also know that realistically the, the time for male leadership and everything is is done really we can see that <laughs> this happened and and then when we we actually tune into our feminine side and actually listen to some of the very important women in our lives that they're usually right as much as we don't want mm. to admit it that they have a different viewpoint and they see things that we don't see and 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 so i think it's so important for people especially in this part of the world to understand that that if you're thinking about doing a business in and and uh, as a woman that you don't have to worry about some of those things that maybe are there at the forefront of your mind as a, mm. as a woman so i think it's a, it's really really powerful message actually that you have there and uh, and a really for really sure. great one for for this part of the world because i feel that from a, as a as an entrepreneur as well as a business person that there is a very specific kind of energy in dubai in the uae when it comes to doing business there are obviously idiosyncrasies of of this part of the world but actually everybody that's here is open to talking with you and understanding mm-hmm. what it is that you do and and when you tell them that you know oh I'm an energy fashion brand people are going to say what's that and and be yeah. genuinely interested as to what, what does that yeah. even mean and and listen yeah. to the the explanation and I think that that's the more that people can understand that the maybe the more that people would be comfortable to with planning totally. and, and, and to take those those steps to start their own business because at the end of the day it's it's an interesting journey um, that that it's not necessarily for everybody but as as with all of our guests when I when I talk to them and our listeners is that if if you are thinking about it um, then then there's no better time to do it and uh, get out and there now. and into it <laughs> so yeah I agree. But, um, on, on that note, um, there's one question that I always like to ask of our guests uh, before ending, and it's in line with, with the, the personal journey that you've been on from, from making that decision overnight to, you know what, I'm done with this corporate life in London, I'm going to go and do something else. Are there any tools or resources that you as Marguerite would recommend people go and check out that you use personally, either books or um, anything really from that side of things? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I always... Um... Uh, done the spiritual spiritual teachings learnings uh, I definitely feel because I was so comfortable with myself uh, it was easier to make the decision so what I would want people to do or do a call up for them is like do take the time for yourself either go to yoga class to do a Reiki course or, or read books as simple as that. And people think, yeah, 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 I will do it. No, it's, it's nothing. It's like, I will do it. But they're not never doing it. It's a massive, massive work. You know, I, for example, just to like, before I was about to quit as well, I, uh, I was in Nepal. I lived in a monastery with monks uh, in silence. And uh, whilst it was wow. aggressive move, it was like, it was so necessary. Um, so in order if you need enlightenment let's say uh, or like this uh, shift in your life you have to do something like that um and books are don't always are not enough even though if Mm. i would to recommend one book uh which was my bible and still is is uh power of now the eckhart tolle absolutely Mm -hmm. love this book always going back to that one if i feel like restless um um, and uh, one mantra as well, which I, I use since forever, is um, I'm in the right time in the right place. Because it's so powerful because then you always end up being in the right place in the right time, which opens up all the new doors, opportunities, new people, um, and it's working. So these are the few things. That's I would amazing. Suggest. 
I think that's really cool. That last one actually ties in with you saying that I, earlier on in this conversation, you said, no, I've been really lucky. Well, I think that if that's your mantra, then right. you've made sure that you're in the right place to be, in air quotes, well, lucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're, you're where you need to be every time you, right. you need to be there. And it's amazing. I'd just like to say that... Um, Really appreciate the time you've taken to speak with us on this podcast. I think what you're doing is incredible. I'm going to stay in contact and following you because it's such an interesting, um, an interesting market space to be in, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and you're at the forefront of that. You're you're leading it and shaping it. So it will be interesting yeah. to see how that uh, transpires over the coming uh, weeks, months, and years. And uh, but yes. uh, again, thank you so much for your time, Margie. Really, 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 really enjoyed talking to you. We have to get your kimono too next time yeah. you can wear it. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'll be down for that. I've got a couple of the uh, uh, my um, Chinese robes that I don't wear very yeah. often at all in, in the wardrobe. They just sit there. But uh, it would be be cool to get one. And uh, and I definitely wear one. I don't, and then we'll do another interview and we'll both be wearing them when we're a few, few, yes. few months next down the line. Time. So Yeah. Next time we see each other, we both wear kimonos, okay? Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. <laughs> That's Thank awesome. you so much for having me. Thank you, Marguerite. Thank you. And to everybody listening, thank you very much for tuning in. As always, if there's anyone that you would like us to speak with, drop us a line at wishlist at swanglinese.rocks and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Swanglinese with your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Endermo. We'll catch you next time.